So, uh, a big hello and welcome along to yet another Fabulous Flowers podcast with me, Lucy Nolan, and Paul Hawkins. Hello there. How are you doing, Paul? How's your week been? Oh, it's very sweet of you to ask, Lucy. It's been lovely. We have blue skies and, you know, the promise of summer just around the corner, flowers blossoming hither and thither, and, you know, just really lovely, thanks. Yeah, all good. Excellent. And you? How are you? Are you tickety-boo? Yes, all good. Thank you very much. Been very busy doing lots of things in the garden. With that time of year approaching, I too have been uh, putting trowel into the earth and um, a little bit of mowing from the kids, all looking spick and span. Love that. Um, so with um, with that in mind, which mm. little winding, beautiful, flowery path are you going to be leading us down today? Well, you see, well, I've done quite a bit of spring and you know how we like to make it seasonal, our chit-chat. Um, so I've just been thinking that over the next few weeks, I'd like to bring in a lovely summer star performer. Um, and this week I'm going to bring in roll of the drums, a star <laughs> performer, <laughs> get your trumpets out yes, uh, yes. for do, 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 the peony, the lovely peony. Oh, one of my favorites. That's excellent news. Hmm. I mean, it, you know, you, you can't go wrong with with a, with a, with a with a peony, they're sort of lush, delicious and sumptuous. And, and as a lovely old florist friend of mine used to say, I could take a spoon to them because they look so delicious, like a lovely pudding. Oh, yes, lovely. <laughs> so the peony, no, I mean, they are what I'd call the star performer and they come in beautiful, pure whites. They come in soft ivories. They come in a beautiful dark ox blood red and then pretty pinks along the way between those and the bob they're such bobby dazzlers and all they want to do is please um and they're just such a fabulous thing for you know as a florist i use them in many big parties and weddings and they're just such a crowd pleaser you can't go wrong with a lovely lush blouncy blousy peony really mm, how lovely yes when i um go shopping i have to say i do try and pick up peonies if it's the right time of year they sort of wink at me from those floral displays at the beginning of um, your supermarket dash. Mm. So um, I shall put those on my list, I think, for this uh, this coming week to put those in my kitchen. In fact, I have some growing in my garden. Currently, they're, they're still in quite tight bud form, but mm. I'm very hopeful that over the next couple of weeks, they should burst forth into something gorgeous. Yes, I mean, they they have those tiny little sort of button, like a little buttony bud, don't they, for a long time. And you think, is it going to do anything? And they have that lovely dark green, lush foliage. Um, I mean, they don't flower for very long and they take up quite a lot of space in the border with all their foliage. But I, I do think that their brightness is worth their briefness. Sorry, yes. brightness is worth their briefness. I mean, they, they really are so beautiful. And I mean, when you think about it, they've been cultivated for over a thousand years, Lucy. Wow, goodness me. And I imagine, are there are there lots and lots and lots of varieties or how, how many sort of different sorts are there? I mean, I could go into sort of great detail, but um, I want to keep you perky and awake. Um, <laughs> but there are actually <laughs> there are actually 3000 different varieties of peony. But um, I mean, they, they sort of fall into two categories, really. There, there's a shrubby one in the garden, which all our horticultural friends will know as tree peonies. And they're not a tree, really. They're essentially a shrub with a very woody stem. And they, they, they're quite slow growing, but incredibly long lasting as a plant in the border. 
Um, but they're, they're slow going, but they're really worth it as a sort of a big, showy Bobby Dazzler in, in the border. And then there are the other types, which are the herbaceous and intersectional peonies, who, who, sorry, which are um, single ones and double ones. And they're much more like the ones you see in a flower shop. They're, they're sort of a, a nice sort of soft stem. Um, and, the, and the buds do take a long time to open. But I think when you buy them, buy them in bud form so you can enjoy their whole floral journey, as I call it. So plenty of cold water, take all the foliage off, leave a couple of leaves at the top, um, split the stems a bit, just to, and then keep changing the water, chopping the stems and, um, you know, a really lovely, lovely star performer for your vase. Mm, that sounds absolutely super. What sort of accompaniment, apart from your wonderful foliage that I know you love to pad out a, a display with, what, what, what would you marry a peony with if putting together your own arrangement in your vase at home? Well, I do like, um, think of those really beautiful sort of summery flowers, which all sort of interweave to be, be a beautiful floral really i suppose i could call it that i would go for really pretty summer summer sort of stalls really some beautiful tall blue delphiniums some scented flowery flouncy flocks um some pretty stocks stocks and flocks um and then there's a pop of green alcamilla mollis alcamilla mollis which is also known as ladies mantle if you want to be a bit colloquial uh, and that's like a lovely green froth, um, and it sort of softens it. It's a lovely, um, it's a lovely contrast, boldness of the of the peony and the fluffy taffeta sort of frill of it, um, and and then of course softened with the all important foliage, as you said there, Lucy. So a, a vase of summer lovelies, and keep them topped up with water. But my favourite one is one. Well, there are two. It's one called Bowl of Cream, which is very very favorite with the brides it's a lovely kind of off white color and then the other one is a one called coral charm um which is a beautiful shade of deep deep coral and as it opens and reaches it's sort of blousy full flourish it it fades to a really pretty pale lemon so that's a wonderful thing to watch in your vase with the coral charm peony mm, that sounds absolutely lovely so if I see my peonies um, in the supermarket ready for purchase, uh, did you say that I should buy them as buds? Don't be frightened by the fact they're buds, because I suppose, as you rightly say, you get more longevity out of the bloom in your vase. Absolutely, Lucy. I, the thing is, with, with, um, if you see them open, don't buy them, because they're sort of you know, at, their, at their floral best. But I would choose the buddy ones. And if you want to help them open, just coax back guard petals just to help it break but it's a lovely thing to watch this little bud you know like a chrysalis turn into a big beautiful flower you want to you know, stick in your hat or on your lapel that type of thing so yes go, definitely go for buddy when you're buying them good tip mm, that sounds brilliant i know also paulie that you did a a rather wonderful wedding um i believe in guernsey and i think peonies were on the list in abundance and i'd love to hear a bit more about that oh my goodness that was yeah what if years ago it's been a year and a half in the planning and it was away in guernsey a huge huge wedding nearly 500 people four different locations on the island the whole a lovely lovely bride um and 
the whole look was English herbaceous, gorgeous, scrumptious, English classical flowers. Uh, so they were all flown over uh, from England to Guernsey. I took a whole great big team with me. I'd had, yes, I said, masses of meetings for a year and a half with the bride, her mother, one of London's top party planners, the wonderful, wonderful William Bartholomew, who is a legend in his own mm. legendariness. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we all flew out there, acres of these pallets of, of, um, of peonies, and, you know, we're decorating it all. I'm thinking, are these little deers going to open? And, you know, suddenly you can turn around, boom, they've all gone bang open. But these just looked at me saying to me, I'm not going to open. And we had oh. probably about 4,000 of them. Oh, <laughs> so no. Imagine how large it was. It was. And the bride, you know, was pretty exacting, very lovely. But, you know, she wanted, wanted her peonies. I suppose that's fair enough, wanting your peonies if you've um, got them on your list for your one day in your life what you're hoping is going to, you're going to sparkle and shine and you've got peonies. Gosh, what a nightmare. So what did you do? How did you overcome the issue? Well, you know, there's a lot of praying and, um, well, we just put them in the arrangements in their buddy state and you could see they were breaking and everything was made the day before, we were all ready to go and we went back to check everything the next day and they'd all just gone boom and opened. Thank the Lord. So oh, um, that's marvellous. That's so, uh, what a relief for you. And how fantastic for the bride. That's so brilliant. Obviously meant to be, meant to be. Very much meant to be. And it was a huge floral chuppah, which is at a Jewish wedding, it's like a big four-poster bed they get married under, bedecked mm. with every delicious summery flower you could think of. And it was a magical, magical job and all went very well eventually. And a bit of a huge relief that they opened. <laughs> Oh, yeah. thank thank goodness. I, I think I've seen, actually, um, a few photographs of that. Paulie, do you have those? We might pop those up on our mm. Instagram and Facebook page of that wonderful wedding with those beautiful peonies in their chuppah um, so that we can share those with everybody that might like a little bit of peony inspiration. I know love to do that. Mm, and I know they're so popular, peonies. In fact, I myself had a a lovely peony experience in my mm. line of work, as you know, making the odd um, music video. Mm -hmm. um, and I was making a music video for the very lovely, handsome, gorgeous, dashing and talented Will Young. Uh, lovely. Little, a little number called Leave Right Now, where we, we were on location in London, created a, um, an art gallery environment and a little bit of a fight kicked off in the art gallery environment. Um, but in Will Young's trailer, I had a beautiful hand-tied peony bunch made and popped in his trailer because we were in the middle of nowhere and so there weren't many creature comforts. So just to make his um, accommodation look a little bit more inviting, I put the peonies in. And at the end of the shoot, bless him, he actually came out and said to me, Lucy, would it be all right if I took those home? Oh. I just adore peonies and they are just sublime, may I? And I said, absolutely you may i'd be delighted yes yeah, so wow. yes. what, what a lovely treat you know a, a lovely sort of um thing of the detail situation just a, a bunch of peonies very pleasing and how lovely for him and i know he does like his gardening I, I saw a program the other day he did a little tour of his parents garden and um he spoke very fluently and sort of um succinctly about his love of flowers yeah. but what a treat darling what a lovely thing yeah. you to do yeah it really Gorgeous. was you know, a little bit of thought when it goes into these things can bring an awful lot of pleasure, just like flowers, really, isn't it? A little, a yeah, little yeah. flower can bring an awful lot of pleasure. <laughs> Definitely. 
But Lucy, did you know that actually peonies have different meaning? Oh, I did not know. Please, please tell. <laughs> well, I'm going I'm to tell you now, actually, because the pink, the pink ones mean romance and beauty. Um, and they're the most fragrant ones, the ones that you were talking about, the lovely Sarah Bernhardt, which is that lovely pale, slightly washed out pink lovely. and very sort of flouncy and taffetry look. Yes, I always think that one, it always reminds me of a sort of a Darcy Bustle dress, sort of that wonderful layers of petticoat, 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 almost like that. If you turned one of those beautiful ballet dresses upside down, that's what I think oh. those peonies remind me of. It's flouncy and twirly. Mm. So that's the lovely pink, the pale pink, romance and beauty. Um, and then white. What do you think white means, Lucy? Um, I would hazard a guess at purity or something like that. I don't know. Well, not far off. It means bashfulness. Ooh. So the pure bashful. Oh, yes. Slightly sort of um, shy. That's very yeah, nice. We so love that. Pre-blush almost. Mm -hmm, mm. <laughs> Definitely. And then red, that lovely sort of deep oxblood red, burgundy wine sort of red. That means, that means wealth, honour and respect. Oh, so there. Gosh, who knew that three mm. different colours could have so many wide and varied meanings with one flower? That's brilliant, Paulie. Thank you. I think, does that seamlessly bring us in almost as though we know what we're talking about into our language of flowers, our floriography fun fact for the week? Floriography fun fact for the week. And it's the flurry. I can't even say that this morning. Um, our floriography fun fact. This is all about the poppy. Oh, beautiful poppy. Lovely. We love a poppy. And do you know anything about poppies, Lucy? Apart from them, you know, on Remembrance Day and all that sort of thing. I don't know much about them. I I have a feeling they're sort of probably peppering our historical and biblical tales throughout millennia. Um, I do, obviously, I know that it's associated with the remembrance because it grew in the fields, but I'd love you to give me a little recap on all of that, along with any other fun facts you have there, Paulie. Well, I've got a few up my sleeve, actually, Lucy Lou. Um, all back to the Victorians, because, you know, they were so big on their floriography, their meaning of flowers, sending little poses, um, explaining their thoughts and loves and emotions. Um, but... Um, they, generally, they're associated with eternal sleep, with oblivion. And, and, and I suppose one is taken into these different places. With the, and the red tended to be a symbol of pleasure, whilst the white were, were more of a consolation, even a sadness, um, I suppose. And the yellow one was more a symbol of wealth and success. So quite different, succinct meanings for these, for these lovely, lovely blooms. Mm, lovely. The poppy is it's associated with so many different societies and from ancient Greeks and Egyptians to the Romans. And it's linked to sleep because of the sedative effect of the, the plant's opioid sap. And, and, and it's just that blood red colour, the rod red, blood red poppy in particular. And the Greeks tied it in with sleep because of Morpheus, their god of sleep. I mean, it's steeped in all kinds of wonderful um, folklore. And the Chinese and the Japanese flower experts recommend that red poppies for couples because it means a deep and passionate love between two people. And the white poppies often often tied to eternal sleep or death in these cultures. I mean, it's kind of endless, all these different poppy facts, Lucy. I, could, I mean, I could really go on, but they're, um, it's such a lovely, lovely flower. And, and of course, when we come right the way towards the 1914 fields of northern France, Flanders fields, World War I, um, you know, fields ripped up in conflict, 
and these plants self-seed beautifully after all this terrible, terrible kind of up, upset and hideousness of the war. Um, and there they are, Remembrance Day in November, and it's just charming. How lovely. And can we grow those easily ourselves in the garden? Poppies, are they self-seeding or how does that work? All they want to do is flower for you. So they're happily self-seeding everywhere and anywhere, which is a delight. So you know, you'll suddenly turn around in your garden like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's a poppy. They've suddenly decided to grow there. So we absolutely love that. Aww. And actually, when they're, when they're flowered, um, the poppy head can look super as a dried flower in a decorative way. You know, a whole load of them in a vase or at Christmas, I like to spray them silver and gold. You know, it's a really super flower. Many, many facts. And, and such a lovely bobby dazzler. Oh, that's wonderful, Paulie. Thank you so much. And so interesting. Who knew that the poppy had such a rich tapestry of information throughout our our lives and our, our history? Gosh, that's amazing. Good to Absolutely. Know. Adorable. So, gosh, goodness me, Paulie, it would appear that we are coming to the end of our time. And what a fun-packed episode this podcast has been. I've enjoyed every moment from peony to poppy. Um, as always, <laughs> if anybody would like to share any of their home-styled flower arrangements or displays, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it, Paulie? We would love to see them. If you've popped a few poppies in a vase, pick some peonies, anything you like, pop them in a vase, take a little picture, tag us at Fabulous Flowers TV, and we'd love to see them. Yes, that would be great. You can also visit our website, which is Fabulous Flowers TV. And you can subscribe there and download all our Floriography fun facts. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Fabulous Flowers TV. And that is beginning to be laden with incredibly interesting, informational and brilliant little filmettes by Paulie. Step-by-step um, -step tips and all sorts of things to share with your friends and family. I've really, really enjoyed doing today's podcast, darling. And um, if anyone wants to pop these little pictures of their flowers in, get on with it now. Yes, that's a good idea, Paulie. <laughs> All right, then. So uh, until next time, when I can't wait to hear what we will be discussing then, Paulie, it's from me, a jolly good flowery goodbye. And a big flowery goodbye from me too. Bye. Bye.